Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Let's get straight into it because I know people are going to be really wanting to hear what we have to think about Origin, even though, you know, we've done some review shows, but all us together haven't done it. Guru, if you could sum up Origin 1, how would you sum it up? Yeah, Queensland, they just managed to out-Origin us every fucking time. Pain in the ass. <laughs> God, it was a tough watch. Just those those little moments. Um, the one that uh, I, I know you, you and Smithy spoke about it, that it, I can't believe the lack of attention it got. Val Holmes cleaning up that kick. Oh, my God. Like, it just had no right to be there in that moment. Um, that's what Origin's all about. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking all week, like, Nathan Cleary's obviously been criticised a lot. If Val Holmes wasn't there, Nathan Cleary scores the match winner. Mm. And it's a completely different narrative all yeah. of a sudden. He's Some a hero. Of, oh, mate, a fight completely back. different. It's crazy. Some of the efforts that Cam Munster had, the one-on-one strips and the way that he just... As soon as he dummies or falls out of any sort of structure, he's just the most dangerous guy on the field, isn't he? Like... Yeah, I mean, we, we, we spoke about in the lead-up to Origin that Munster is just in touch at the moment that we haven't seen before. And on the biggest stage, he stands up again. An mm. incredible performance. Incredible. I mean, talk about a big game player. <sighs> oh, my God. Timmy, speak to me. How would you sum up Origin 1 as a New South Welshman? Yeah, look, from the blue side of things, uh, it obviously didn't go to plan, but the smallest of changes, uh, not changes, like during the game uh, and we get the result and we're not here panicking and, you know, it's all good and all well and we're at 1-0. You know, there's a very few minor things. Queensland, as Guru said, got up for the big moments, in particular Cam Munster, who was just... The difference in that last 20 minutes when the game was on the line substantially. So I wouldn't panic if I was the Blues. Hopefully Freddie doesn't. God knows what's going to happen with that bloke. Mm. For the Maroons, I think a lot of credit's just got to go to Billy Slater. The talking point coming into the game was all these debutants, all these rookies and that, and you're sitting there going, this could go either way. And particularly Billy, as a rookie coach himself, like he put himself up to be in the absolute firing line if that went wrong. And not only did he win the game, but the blokes he picked in, Carrigan, Codder, were arguably the two best on the field. Cobbo mm. held his own. All those decisions paid off, and you've just got to you know, applaud Billy, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what I loved about the win was obviously the boys on the field, they got the win. 
But every selection that may have been dubious or, oh, I don't know, you know, is that guy ready for origin? He's not ready for origin. They did exactly what they were selected to do. You know, Cotter was brought on the field to just work like an actual workhorse, always through the middle, uh, plugging up holes, Go maybe go for 80 if he needed to. The call goes out. He has to go for 80. He just says, yep, sweet, no worries. Paddy Carrigan was brought on for his uh, really explosive ball running and, and to lift momentum, changes the speed of the game. He does that. Selwyn Cobbo was brought on for his a bit of magic, but also he's out of field, uh, the, back, the back end of the field carries. He did that really well. Um, <clears throat> it was honestly... It was such a good performance by Queensland. And it's just, it is crazy how much things can change in six months. I, I've said it a couple of times now, but if you had to said at the start of the year that Queensland will come out and, you know, really dominate most of the game against New South Wales, in my opinion, I feel, I feel like although it ended up being close and that was all due to New South Wales' fight at the end there, Queensland probably missed at least two tries, at least two tries. Um, and so for them to come out and play they well they the way they did with so many with you know four debutants and players that you know they, they six months ago were arguing if they should even be picked in origin now all of a sudden they're playing like the some of the best queensland sides we've ever seen in the sense of i don't mean you know would they compete with eight in a row i mean they're bringing that queensland spirit they play played they don't they look like each player on the field looked like they could belong in any era of Queensland in that jersey whereas you know last year it really didn't look like that at all um you know I would even argue yeah last year didn't look like that at all but so this year absolutely incredible New South Wales though where does New South Wales go from here Guru yeah I think there will be a couple of changes I think uh Tarek Sims he'd probably be the first one that I'd look to pull out of that side which direction they go not sure you like you've got Tyson Rizal on the ex, on the extended squad still, but jeez, mm. like we I, I said before game one, and I'm sure we all agreed that we would have had a, <coughs> Angus Crichton in there somewhere. Uh, he's the guy that I would definitely have a look at bringing into the side. But I mean, do you go back to the well with your Tyson Rizal, your Jake Trevojevic, your guys that have done it before? Mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way Freddie goes, and and it could be. <laughs> one of many different directions and I wouldn't be surprised mm. Freddie now what's going to happen what do you reckon Timmy one thing you said there filled me with a bit of confidence and it was sort of the reflection I got from the game on, on Wednesday night and that was that you thought Queensland dominated in most facets of the game and mm. I agree mm. I, I think they did and yeah they may have had a couple of extra tries here and there but the Blues had their chances too mm. we still only got done by six points for sure and I think off the back of that I take a lot of confidence and I don't think there needs to be wholesale changes mm. my changes for game two would be the same things I had going into it and that'd be Angus Crichton in for Tarek Sims I'd start Cam Murray uh, the other car one's a tough one because I, I really wanted him before game one and I'd still bring him back in but also Tupu was immense for us. Like he was... Tupu, 200, yeah. 211 metres, 80 un So it's like, if you're Freddie and you've picked Tupu for game one, well, how the hell do you drop him now off that? Because mm. he was terrific. Um, I think the Blues tactically just made need to make a few little, little changes as opposed to wholesale changes to their team because I don't think the team was too far off the mark. Mm. Um, but they can change their game plan just a little bit um, to, to bounce back and be up to, to make it one all. I remember, like, when we were out there, you know, we, we watched the game out there and I remember thinking, fuck, like, New South Wales got so close to scoring on so many occasions and I went back and watched it and so did Queensland. Mm. Like, Ben Hunt bombed that try yeah. at the back end. So, uh, yeah, going to Perth is a serious worry. I know that we've got a reasonably good record over there, but backs against the wall, Blues have to go 2-0 now. It's going to be 
fuck, it's going to be immense. Yeah, but you know, if the team can do it, it can be the team that last year won Origin by a record margin. Mm. I think it's easy for me to say, not being a New South Welshman, but I don't think this is a time for panic. It was 16-10. It wasn't 50-10 to 10 or 36-10. to 10. I think that minor changes I, I'd agree with. I, I do believe that you know, I, I would always start Cam Murray. I, I'd never understood any any coach that decides to play Cam Murray less than however many minutes he wants to play. I don't understand that. Um, you know, it'd, it'd be interesting to hear what, you know, maybe it was Liam Martin's kick chase that he really wanted to get, you know, with Jackie Wyden. I'm not sure. But I believe Cam's got to be on the 80 minutes. You could see, yes, okay, he made, I think he had a drop ball and then that he ran a line and got stuck in the line and Paulo Bolo's try wasn't a try. But outside of that, I thought he was really good. I thought he was running great lines, getting quick play of the balls. And I just think you need him on for 80 because you want every chance you can get to get a quick play of the ball, you need to do that. So I would be putting Cam Murray for... Yeah, I, I, I personally, I look at Cam Murray and I see, like we've seen a number of times now, coaches try and bring him off the bench. Mm. And I understand what they're trying to do. Mm. But I, I just think it's out thinking the room now. Mm. I just think it, he has to be on there for 80 minutes. Yep. The experiment of bringing him off the bench. And, you know, I, I kind of thought, well, when I was out there watching it live, I sort of thought when he came on the field, I thought, okay, this could be a masterstroke. If he comes on mm. and plays 50 minutes here going 100%, which he did, he was incredible, but it wasn't enough. I Yeah, I, I think that he has to be an 80-minute player, Origin, NRL, Kangaroos, whatever it is. He just has to be there for the whole game now. The mm. only reason I can sort of work out with why Murray came off the bench, and look, I, I don't mind him to a degree in the, the, the impact role coming on after 20-odd, but maybe it was because they didn't have a backup hooker and they're sitting there going, all right, if Cook does go down early and they need Murray to slot in there, who we sort of assumed was probably going to be the man to fill in there. Mm. Uh, and he had to go and then play big minutes at hooker. They wanted him you know, playing 60 as opposed to already being gassed for 20 minutes. It's all like hearsay, but otherwise it just didn't make sense. And I loved on the Channel 9 coverage where they looked at the metres per minute quite yeah. early on. A yeah. lot of them stats come up and they're just, like, it means nothing to you yeah. and it's just pointless. But it was a really good one, the metres per minute, and it had, talking about the speed of origin, 111 metres per player in the first was after about 20-odd minutes and the NRL game was 85. It's a lifetime and, away. And I think this this came back to uh, a game probably with Billy Slater with his selection, and, and Freddie to a degree as well, getting these smaller, more more mobile forwards in, uh, in Cotters, in Nanai's, these sorts of fellas, and tying it back to Cam Murray, a bloke who can easily go 80 minutes, um, he is nimble. He can, like They get rid of these guys like Jai Arrows, Jake Trebojevic, who are a bit less mobile. Uh, I think that paid off for Billy and the Maroons. And mm. for the same reason, with the speed of origin, it just suits Cam Murray so well. Yeah, so well. I mean, and you just you just want him there getting quick play play the balls all the time. Uh, a quick shout out. Look, uh, look, I know Cookie had some, you know, runs where he was kind of looking, looking, and, and nothing was really going on. Um, but he made 54 tackles and oh. didn't miss one. I just see that ball he threw to clear out a dummy half yeah. in that first try. Like that was, you you, you watch their defensive line. If Kafusi, he was the third man out, and off that one pass, mm. he created an advantage Massively. straight away. It was a, and yeah, he, he did have his moments, obviously uh, that that weren't great, Cookie, but he did a lot of work in D. And I thought, I thought that that, that was the best pass of the game. Yeah, I he, know it's dummy half pass and whatnot, but it was just that that whole play doesn't happen unless that pass is perfect, mm. and he nailed it. Do you feel that, you know, let's let's assume, even though we've got no evidence for it, but let's assume you're right about the uh, Cam Murray one where we, he was kept on the bench just in case he needs to play long minutes in the hooking position. 
Do you feel that that's representative of Freddie being a bit too cautious with his selections, trying to cover? Because we look at Crichton, and and this is you know Crichton, I felt was put in an unfair position to come in the middle of Origin and have never played that before. Really hard for him to excel, uh, and. I don't think people expected Whiten to play as good as he did, and you can't move Whiten. So Crichton was in a really unfair position, but you'd have to say that Queensland's decision to go risk a little bit, put Harry Grant on the 14 rather than a guy that can cover every position, uh, probably paid off because Harry Grant was outstanding come off the bench. He really did impact the game. Matter of fact, I would say Queensland's bench is probably what was the difference. Uh, oh, and Cameron Munster, obviously. Uh, don't, you know, as again, Cam Murray was great. Um, but I felt like even Junior Bolo to the bench, I know RCG played really well, but I would have started Junior Bolo. I, I just think that he's a great starter. He's got really good, he can shift the ball in the middle there. Um, he's been there and done it. I, I think he just like mixed too much up off the bat uh, for them. So I would, you know, depending on, you know, club form, I would definitely keep Junior Bolo in the side for sure. Uh, and Regan Campbell-Gillard. I don't think he's done anything to warrant mm. not being selected. Uh, and saying that, we'll talk about the Eels game. Uh, man, did they look flat? And, that and awful. They, they, what was scary for me is if RCG and Bolo, if they are tired, that team is like, you could argue they're not even a top eight side. Um, anyway, we'll get, we'll get to that. Because it seemed to me that RCG and, and Bolo, were, they, they just seemed tired. They seemed really tired. And, you know, and, and that's fair because think of how much work they get through that team. Like they, they get through so much work, so much contact to come back from an, uh, uh, you know, two front rowers coming back from one of the fastest games we've ever witnessed. Like that was honestly one of the fastest games I've personally ever witnessed to then back up. I know it was five days later, but a tough gig, tough gig. What do you reckon, Maddie? What, what do you, how would you sum up Origin 1 as a New South Walshman? I actually, I've got a question for you all. And it's, and it's something that I haven't really heard in, like everyone... It's about, it's about Stephen Crichton. And everyone's kind of saying, oh, you know, it was the wrong decision, blah, blah, blah. And I'm really torn because he came on for Stags, right, in the 55th minute or whatever. Now, if, say, Hines or some other utility was playing, you know, we lost. If, say, Hines or some other utility was playing, Stags gets injured, then, say, Madison has to go play centre. And then they, Queensland score two tries down that edge. What would be – and, and – we'd be saying that Crichton should have been picked because yeah. we didn't put a true centre yeah. in oh, there. Oh, for sure. Whereas, whereas on the other side of the things, you could argue that New South Wales maybe didn't have a plan for Crichton or maybe they did have a plan for Crichton and Whiten was playing too good that he kept him on the bench. So I just, I, I want to know what you guys would do for game two with that 14 spot because I, like, I'm seriously torn about it. The, the thing with, with Crichton is when he came on, to get involved, he's got to be in the middle. So yeah, okay, you're defending in the centre position. But if you want to get any ball, like centers get barely any ball as it is. If you want to get any ball, he's going to come in and he'll defend at center, but he's pretty much roaming around the middle to, to get the ball. And the, the concern I had was, is like, if you've never done that before, just a fresh come off the bench as a center, it's very hard. It's a hard mental state to be in. Like it's a very, it's not as simple. Like when you start a game, you can ease into it. You might get a couple of, you know, two or three early balls and that you're in the game come off the bench, defend out in the centre, but essentially have to come into the middle because you, you need to get the ball and get your hands on the ball. Um, I, I just think that although, you know, you're right, it was good that he did cover Stags. I, I, I just felt that the, the plan from Queensland was much more succinct and like, we've got a 14 on there. We know he's going to come in and do a job. And also look what uh, Queensland did 
when uh, Xavier Coates went down, Holmes moved to the wing, Catewell went in the centres, and we didn't miss a beat. We didn't miss a beat. Uh, and we still got that extra person in the middle to change the game. Whereas, like, putting a centre on, yes, yes, he did replace Staggs, but a 14 is on the bench to change the game. Like, that's what his job is, is change the momentum of the game. And how can he do that from the centre outside of getting in that middle there and, you know, running around trying to do what he needs to do? Whereas Harry Grant, he absolutely changed the game. What do you reckon about? Yeah, I, I think with the 14 jersey, it's tough because a lot of it is hindsight calls. Mm. So often, like you see a few years ago when Tedesco got injured, everyone said, why didn't he have Pappenhausen on there? Like, mm. I, I look back at that and think, if you have Pappenhausen on there, he can only play one position. Mm. That's all he can do. You can't put Pappy in the centre, you can't put him on the wing, but, it, you know, we all acted like Freddie was an idiot for not picking him. And I think also with New South Wales, like, Nico Hines would be my 14, mm-hmm. but I still don't think he's an ideal 14. I look back at the history of origin, some of the best 14s. I think Ben Hunt's been one of the best. He can play hooker, he can play half, but then you move your team around. A Craig Wing... He was an absolute champion when we were able to have him as our 14. Ideally, I want a 14 to be able to cover hooker and halfback. Right now, and I maybe have to think about it more, but I've been thinking about it a little bit. I actually think Appy Coruscant could be the perfect 14 for you guys. I know he can't play seven, but look what, like Harry Grant is in better form than Cookie. And Queensland had such a specific game plan. They had the best hooker put on the bench. And I just think that, you know, whether you start Appy and you bring Cookie on like Harry Grant and you just get Cookie just fucking shooting out of the hooker, I think that could be a possibility, I, boys. I think Appy's the closest thing we have to that, mm. but I don't think we have that player. Mm. I don't think I, – I wouldn't be confident having Appy in the halves. As you said, he's not a halfback. He's the closest thing we've got to it. Um, I would still probably edge with Hines slightly, but, I mean, Appy's form is undeniable and mm. watching what Queensland did. Like, yeah. I, I thought the other thing, you mentioned how well Billy Slater did. I thought the most incredible thing about that night was that he used so many interchanges on his two hookers. Mm. Nanai got injured. Coates got injured. Like, his plan went out the window yeah. so quickly. And mm. the way that he adapted throughout that game, it was like it was his, you know, 25th origin game he was coaching, yeah. not his first. Stayed real calm too. Just, there was no panic. There was nothing. Yeah. You know, we said before how quick that game was. I, I, I watched yesterday... On KO, had the, I think it was game one of 2003. I remember Sturlow in the first five minutes said, This is the fastest origin I've ever seen. Mm. And watching that, it's like it was in slow motion compared to the other. It was so fast. Uh, What do you reckon about Matty's question and the 14 role? Yeah, look, bit to dissect there, but if we're talking about who the, the ideal 14 is for the Blues, let's say the exact same team's picked and Stephen Crichton's taken out and you're looking at who the 14 is. I think Nico is fine, and Maddie touched on how you know if a back line play goes down like Katoni Staggs did, you have options there. I think Nico could slot in at centre if need be. You know he's a back line player; it's not ideal, but yeah. the other option is Cam Murray has shifted out to centre at times well. defensively, and he's elite. Yeah. I I can't remember who it was, but he did it for the Bunnies a couple of years ago, it. and went out to centre, and and he, he was against one of the best centres in the game. Mm. And he just destroyed them. Yeah, chopped him every single yeah. every time he got I the ball. I can't remember who like, it was, but yeah, anyway, so so there's a fine option there. The more I look into it, and that team that the Blues picked, we're missing that. Obviously, the backup hooker option mm. should Cook go down. And, you know, you could say he could do this, could do that. Appy's fine, but the more I look at that team. Cook is so important to it and so much of our attack comes off the back of him and those fast play balls, mm. which we didn't get as often as we would have liked on Wednesday night. Mm. The bloke who I don't think is in our top sort of four or five back rowers in New South Wales but would fit that team is Victor Radley. Mm. 
because I think he's an excellent footballer, but he's just perfect in the sense that, all right, he can come on, play like, he can spell Isaiah Yo for 15, 20 minutes and give him a bit of a break and be a like-for-like kind of ball-playing link role lock player, mm. but also cover Damien Cook should he go down. Mm. So I think he'd be a great fit for that bench. Of course, he's not fit at the moment, so yep. you know, yeah. clutching there. But So I think he'd be a fantastic fit. Uh, in terms of him not being fit, and I was, I was looking at other replacements with him not there, who are our options. There's a bit of talk that Reese Robson might come into the fold who, again, again, I think it's a premature move, but he fits that role, doesn't he? Because he can play at lock. Yeah. He can play at hooker and, and cover Cookie. He's very similar to Cotter. He's very similar to Cotter. Mm. He's almost just the slightly reversing that he's a hooker specialist who yeah. can play at lock. And yeah. Yeah. So I think he could do that quite well. And he doesn't have to play big minutes. Like, mm. as I said, I want Cook playing 80. Mm. So he can come on and play 20 minutes at lock, and that can be his involvement for the game whilst yep. covering Cook. So, you know, I, I don't hate that. Mm. Um It'd be interesting to see which way they go. The one, one thing with Hines is that well, on form, like I really believe that New South Wales could have used Hines to unlock that middle a bit better. I thought Cleary, once he started getting, once they realised, oh, <laughs> Queensland's got Cam Smith and Billy Slater and JT going, I know how to upset Cleary. Once they realised that, I think they could have really fell back on Hines being the guy and, and almost use Cleary as a decoy. Because if they had, imagine a, a situation where Hines comes on and is, and basically Freddie, you know, calls the shot and says, Hines, is your team now. Cleary, I just want you to do whatever, whatever Hines says, do it. Sit on the other side. Imagine how much space that would have opened up Hines on other sides because mm. Queensland were clearly stacking Cleary's side. Like, everywhere Cleary was, there was a Queensland player ready to shoot out and, and jam him. So that's where I do think that Hines could have really helped on the weekend. But I also think, can you have – it's like too many cooks, too many chefs in the kitchen, like – Hines is the guy for his team. Like, he is the guy. And if when he's not the guy, he can still do great things. But we saw when he was put back to fullback for the Sharks, he needed to be the guy for, for, for him to really impact the game. And I wonder how much they could work together, him and Cleary, when Cleary is clearly the guy. Like, he is the main guy. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting situation. It's a tough, it's a tough situation because at the start, you would have said Hines absolutely deserves that position. Now you look how well they did with Harry Grant off the bench in Queensland. You start going, ooh, maybe we do need someone. The reason why I like a 14 that can be a hooker is because what do you want your 14 to do? You want it to change a game. Who has the most control of the flow of a game on the field? It's the hooker because they touch the ball the most and they decide where it goes. And so that's why I do like a like-for-like like with a 14 on the roll, whereas like sometimes you can bring a 14 on that isn't a hooker and they barely touch the ball because they're not the ones calling the shots. So it's a really, the, really the tough situation. The beauty that Nico has, and if Nico was the 14 and he was injected with 20 minutes to go, mm. with six behind chasing the game, he'd be coming on in that fullback utility role. He wouldn't be – not. I'm not saying replace Teddy. Mm. He wouldn't be coming on as a halfback like he's at the Sharks where he'd be first receiver and calling the shots. Would you take Isaiah off? I. Uh, you could take Isaiah off. I said, if you're chasing the game, you could take one of your front rolls off and keep uh, Isaiah Yo. And he'd just be another sort of lurking option in around the ruck with Teddy and mm. just another X factor. Um, but he, w- he would be completely roaming. He wouldn't be jumping into first receiver too often. Um, so it'd be a complete, it'd be more of the Melbourne Storm sort of role at fullback than it would the Sharkies halfback role. Yeah, the, the only thing, issue I see with that is like the concern for New South Wales is clearly just kept getting shut down. Like mm. he, his whole momentum just got cut off straight away because they were just shoot they were almost saying like what's the storm do we're going to shoot out if you can spread it to the edge we're going to trust our cover defense to get across and do it and the concern i have is if you bring on hines to be that second fullback 
he may not touch the ball because Cleary keeps getting shut down. But so in Cleary gets shut down, who's lurking inside outside him? It's Nico's going, whack, you're in a jam on me. Nico's flying. And but, but yeah, but you've got Teddy to do that. Yeah. If, you, if you can't do that with Teddy, I don't think you're going to be able to do that anywhere else. But, you know, who knows? Mm. It, it, it's, uh, it could absolutely work. It's like the I, X factor that makes him a bit excited. 100%, 100%. Mm. Because you, you, can, you can look at it all logically and you can say, well, Cleary was under pressure. If you can't do it with Teddy. But X factor, you can't. You can't um, describe X Factor. It just happens. It's like Munster. Exactly. You can't just, like, he's just on the field. If you said, how's Munster going to tear New South Wales apart? He's not that fast. He's kind of strong, solid ball playing. But then you watch him on the field and he just fucking does it somehow. So I agree with you. He does have that, absolutely has that X Factor. And his ability to, to create space for people outside him is some of the best in the competition. Um, is there anyone else that, so, so are we, do we all, Think Sims is going to be the unfortunate one here. Is anyone else that may be unfortunate? I think so. I think Sims has to go. Do we, do we think Madison holds on to his spot? I when I was out there, I didn't really notice him. I watched it back, and I just think he sort of struggled with the pace of the game in his first game. Do mm. we? Do, do you think he holds on? Ooh, it's a tough one. It's a real tough. one. I don't one. think he deserves to be dropped, but well, if I he I is, I won't be surprised. I don't even think Sims played that bad either. Like. Did you guys see something that I didn't I, with Sims? Oh, there was obviously uh, the one off the scrum. I, there, there was yeah, a, that was a that was He, he let DCE bad. go through earlier in the game as well. And there was uh, – yeah, I'd be interested to hear um, Slater's thoughts because okay. there was a moment earlier in that game where DCE came off the scrum and he, and he almost beat him again okay. on his inside shot. And he sort of reached and got him at the last minute. Fair I just – yeah, I was too focused on the Queensland. I didn't know who was defending. <laughs> um, on, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I'd be moving him out, um, but I, I also wouldn't have had him game one realistically. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, Liam Martin keeps his spot. Uh, Ryan Madison in question. Crichton, Critter, does he keep his spot? I don't know. I feels really unfair, you know, like to bring this young fella in. It feels a lot like, do you remember when they picked uh, Dylan Walker a number of years ago and they brought him off the bench and they just, I, I think they shoved Walker at... Um, at hooker, so that was worse, but it had that same sort of. Walker actually might be, wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad pick at fourteen, to be honest. Now that I think about it, it's actually <laughs> he might actually, yeah. Well, he's a guy that could play six. He could play. Seven, he's, on, could. he's honestly a perfect utility. He actually, I wouldn't. Yeah, we just stumbled on <laughs> something good there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not sure if Critter's safe. Is oh, the question first? Is Stag safe? If Stag's fit, does he play? Yes, because I'm trying to think who else would be there. Well, you could go Campbell Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there are a few. You would you? Oh, that's a tough Do you gig. SOS Latrell in? Move Jack to the I think right, Latrell, maybe? I'd, okay, I mean, let's get to Latrell. No, I, I think Latrell's <laughs> been ruled out. Uh, and he, I think the Bunnies ruled him out of contention for game two. So they've ruled... Bunnies have said I he's not available. So. He's, they, they've pretty much... Jason Demetrio said he's not playing this week against the Dragons, so, so he's next to no chance to play Origin. That's what he was quoted as. Can he do that? Probably not. If Freddie wants to pick him, can't he just fucking pick him? Yeah. And also, like, is little child going to be like, oh, no, sorry, bro. <laughs> not coming to play Origin. This is, like, what I was born to do. Uh, let's Okay, let's let's assume that he is available for selection. Do you pick Latrell Mitchell? No games. He has only played, Maddie said, five games in a year and a bit. Since the Manu incident, he's played five games since then. And that was last September. So he's played five games this season. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think if we were up 1-0, I wouldn't even consider it. But down in the series, I just fuck it showed last Wednesday night that we we just didn't have that guy to throw the ball to. Mm. 
and just see what happens. Just break and like, it Teddy open. worked his dick off. Mate, he did oh, so much work. So no, no much even work. talking about Teddy. Yeah. And I mean, Jack played a similar role. Some of the things that Jack did was incredible. And if, if we win that game, mate, Jack's performance goes down as one of the one of the best we've seen. It I was think. fucking outstanding. He was great. Um, but still, you just there's only a certain amount of guys in this competition that have Latrell and Turbo ability. Yep. And you want to do something crazy? So, To'o and Tupo. Both had more runs than Teddy. So, like, when you look at Fox, it's like um, To'o and Tupo played outstanding. Mm. Like, 200, both ran for over 200 metres. So, 400 metres between them as your wingers. I mean, you can't really ask for much more. You know, okay, if, obviously, you can ask them not to make errors if they made errors. But, so, that's the, 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 the Fox one is the most interesting one to me. And you compare it to, like, say, you know, Queensland, like, Coates, I know he went off, so you can't really add him, but um, Selwyn ran for 162, uh, had 18 runs. I thought he was good coming out of his yeah, own. He, he was outstanding, yeah. but what I'm trying to say is, is like he had 18 runs, To'o had 25, uh, sorry, yeah, 25, and Tupo had 26. So you can't say that though, the outside backs didn't, you know, do their job or contribute to the game. Um, so it's, it's a really tough one in regards to Latrell. I, I just think... Fuck, I'm so torn because it's like I feel like he was born for these moments, you know? As a Queenslander, are you more worried? Like, if he's in there, are you more worried? Or, are you, or do I you don't know because, like, you know, if he's fit and he's healthy, yes. But if he's fatigued, I just say, look, just get us through that first 20 and then he'll, he'll pop up here and there and if we could just survive it, sweet. I, I feel like if we were to pick him, I'd know in the first five minutes if we're going to win or lose. Yeah, pretty much. Realistically. Yeah. And like that, it might sound like a negative to Latrell. It's a compliment. He's yeah. just that sort of guy. Well, you, I mean, literally the first break he's had in game one last year was a cutout pole yeah. to Latrell, 80-minute run, run. Yeah, look, it's a tough one. Do you bring uh, Crichton? Give Crichton a crack in the, the centres if, if Staggs doesn't get selected? Yeah, potentially. I, would, would you pick Staggs again? What are you thinking? I thought Staggs was very hard done by. Yeah, so <laughs> like, did I. I didn't think he did a thing wrong. I, mm. I thought he was quite strong defensively. He had some decent carries. Uh, didn't, he got basically very little opportunity in that first half. And then he went off injured. I was like, well, seriously, it wasn't his fault we lost or anything. So, I mean, I'd be happy to stick with Stags On Latrell, a few things to weigh up because we're not short on options for mm. starters. We mentioned Campbell Graham, Staggs there, Critter. I do think, again, it's, he was put in a tough position, Critter, but... There were some big things that went against him. He had a, I'm fairly sure he had the poor defensive read for Benny Hunt's line break where he might have jammed, or might have held back and he just slotted straight through. There was, I won't hold this against him, but Munster stripped him at a key moment in the game. Also the penalty. Um, and the penalty. Yeah. There was a lot of things that I'm just like, I just don't think it made sense him being on the bench and I would look elsewhere to him. You can bring in, say Staggs, he's no good with his shoulder, but that sounds very minor. Mm. Campbell Graham's rock solid. But then you go, Latrell, all right. If he's 90 to 100% fit and that can be guaranteed, mm. I would be happy to bring him in because I think he's, he's just that good a player that so he's made for that stage. Mm. The big thing is, is that he's a centre where, and he's not a, a big running centre where he runs for 200 plus metres from that position with 20 carries and all that. It's not an overly intensive position centre where you need to be super fit and ready to go. Like, Latrell, when he's playing centre in the NRL and Origin and whatnot, he can have seven, eight runs a game, and he's extremely effective. So I think he could handle it, provided he's fit and good to go. The only thing there is, Latrell is primarily a left centre because of his fend and a lot of other reasons. 
Jack White is also he's not a left side specialist because he's a very natural footballer, but you'd have to probably shift Jack to the right, which I think he'd be okay with, but it's another disruption that's not ideal. You're changing up edges. He was so good there on the left, so you're willing to bring Latrell back under Dan and then move Jack, who was probably our best player on Wednesday night, to the other edge. A uh, lot of moving parts, isn't there? Mate, it's, it's crazy. It's, because the thing is, it's like, because it's such a young side for New South Wales, you, back in the day, if you had an older side that's experienced, won a couple of series, you just go, oh, no, no, we stick with them. One or two changes, we stick with them outside of that. Whereas with this one, like, you just don't know because it... it when at, when the Fox, Crichton and Trevojevic kind of get left out. You kind of go, well, okay, he's going to pick specifically on whatever game plan he chooses. And that's why you go to game two and go, is he going to pick specifically on the game plan he has for game two? And that may change half the selections. Uh, just before we move on, do you bring the Fox in? Gun to your head. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. No. I wouldn't. Gun to your head. Yep. Maddie. Yes, I would. Breaks me heart to say this because I think uh, Tupo is outstanding and played outstanding, but I think you do. I think you do. I, I, and it's not. It's actually not about his performance on the field because I don't think the Fox is going to go for two hundred meters. Mm. Um, it's the energy that he brings. Like it's it's just the energy he brings on the field, off the field, everything about it. They need something big. They need something dramatic. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's it's honestly outside of maybe like the key key players in the side, he'd almost nearly replace anyone. You know what I mean? Not not just Tupo or the or on the wings, but anyone in that side outside of the key positions, I'd, I'd bring Fox in just because of what he brings in camp. I think like just football wise, I think it's fixing a problem that we don't have just football wise. Mm. But I, you know, without being inside New South Wales camp and knowing what it was like, if it was a little bit flat, like we're hearing, like I can understand bringing Fox in, but what does it say to those other guys? Though? I know, I know. Like, that's the thing. Like, mm. I, you know, and I, I hate to be like, oh, you know, what would Queensland do? Mm. But they wouldn't drop those guys after performances. Well, like they, but they would never get rid of Fox. In the no, first I understand that. But I mean, We've made our bed. We've mm. picked two guys. They've done a job for you. They've been solid. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd leave these two as they are, especially after Daniel Tupu's come out this week and has pledged to New South Wales. He's not going to play for Tonga in week two. Like, yeah. I just... That's interesting. That's, that's interesting. So, the, he probably is going to stick with that. Well, I think before the game one, I can't remember what you boys said, but I thought we were pretty adamant on, all right, we would have gone the Fox, but... It was no knock on Tupu or any mm. doubt on Tupu. Tupu came in and did, I think, what we expect him to do. It was tremendous. His yardage was huge. Uh, and if I'm Brad Fittler and I've picked Daniel Tupu for round, uh, Origin 1 over the Fox, I'd stick with it because, well, he did it. He did his job. As you said, what message does it send by dropping him? Yeah. But I'm not Brad Fittler and you've, you're asking me, so I'd be like, I'd still go with Fox. Yeah, but okay. how does Freddie drop Tupu after that? Seriously. Mate, the tough call. I, I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't because... It's so easy for us to sit here after the game is gone and be like, I'd call in the Fox. Great and job. 
<laughs> yeah. Whereas like, you know, before the game, yeah, we were probably like, ooh, tough, tough go on Fox. Um, you know, it wasn't like we were like, nah, wrong call, bad call, it's going to lose him the game. Right? What do you reckon, Matty? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like before the game, I, it's e- hindsight's so easy. I, yeah. I understood the Tupou, uh, Daniel Tupou selection, but just the way the Fox is playing, like he scored a hat-trick yesterday, he's, he's playing so well. He's done the job for New South Wales so many times. I don't know. We were just missing some sort of spark. And I, would he have made a difference on Wednesday night? Maybe. Ma- maybe. Probably not. I don't know. But you're right. It is, it's so tough on Tupo to drop him. It's, it's so hard. It's, it's crazy. Or, you know, Toto. Do you, you, do you drop Toto? It's, mate, I don't know the answer is, honestly. All three of them deserve the jersey. Uh, honestly, seriously, all three of them do. Well, I, I think as well you have that moment where Daniel Tupu, like, he comes up with a tricest for, for Teddy. It's good, like it was forward pass. But yeah, I don't think that was forward, to be honest, but... Well, I mean, if that's given, all of a sudden New South Wales win, Teddy's come up with a like um, uh, Tupu's come up with a tricis, and, and we're having a very it. different conversation. Yeah. All of a sudden. And also, he did exactly what Freddie picked him to do, which was the high ball, get up, out jump someone, offload, yeah. try. And I mean, he had you know he had that yeah. moment where obviously his side got um, got peeled there, where Critter got um, stuck at first mark, and they had Payne Haas there. Like that, that was just good vision by KP yeah. to address that the A was a front rower just to skip outside him, like. Not much Tupu could have done there. No. It's a three on two. It's like, it, it is what it is. Like the I tough just, thing for wingers, and, and look, I understand why, you know, people can be negative, but his really only option there was to go for the intercept. Because, mm. like, whatever way he went, Pong is hitting the right guy. And if he goes for the intercept and, and, and he hits the short ball, everyone's like, you cat, tackle the player, rah, rah. You know what I mean? And it's like... Even if he had have tackled like the the short player, he probably would have gone long, or he would have you know he had such a run up, he would have hit, then he would have offloaded, whatever it is. I don't think Tupo could have done. And I mean, like he made a good play later in the game where he saved a try on that edge, mm. and DCE fucking walked over off the scrum. Mm. He's just like T- yeah. <sighs> Tupu was so far from the issue on that try, oh, like, yeah, and, and yeah. he copped a little bit for it and whatnot. But when you look up and Kalen Pong has got a one on one with Payne Haas, it's like. He's not getting that option wrong ever. Ever. And it was like it goes back to the Blues markers were slow to help out. Mm. Teddy, it was a great shot from the back, and Teddy was sliding across to the open side because he thought it was going that way. Teddy should, Teddy should have held firm on the inside of Payne House so he could go. Yeah. It was all these issues, and it was none of it was Tupu, none of it was Nathan Cleary either. And to bring up something that I bring up most weeks with Caelan Ponga, but flat and fast yeah. first receiver, not out the back. It didn't matter. That didn't have to be Payne Haas. It could have been just about anyone, and he would have got on the outside of him. Yeah. Like, and oh. also, he, he could have – he may be an hour to uh, just gas Haas and score himself. If he, if he there, There's a world where he throws a dummy, clearly stays out in his man, and he just scores himself. He, he had so he many – Yeah, so many he options. He doesn't buy it, yeah. That was just that – was, that wasn't a, a – you know, okay, he could have said, you know, Teddy could have been on the inside. That was more just build-up pressure. Mm. Like, that, that was build-up pressure with a great play – that KP executed uh, incredibly. Now, just quickly before we move on, sorry. I will say the negativity that people are giving Nathan Cleary is outrageous, <laughs> outrageous. Now, fair enough, if you want to say, look, didn't have the best game, you know, I, 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 can, I can jive with that. But some of the chat, you're just going, what? This guy has won you three series and a grand final, and all of a sudden he can't play footy. He's not a big game player. Like, what is going on? I think there's a lot of people that have been sitting around for three years waiting for Cleary to drop a ball to drop at some yeah, point, and yeah. now they've taken their opportunity. If you go like, 
you go back and watch that game and the amount of things that Cleary created that the team screwed up on the next play. Like mm. He put Tariq Sims through a half hold. They're on the front foot. They're coming out to the right. Uh, Junior Bolo gets the ball and steps in and scores. Obstruction there. So they lose that advantage we mentioned. If Val Holmes wasn't there to clean up that kick, yeah. all of a sudden he scores the match winner there. Like I understand his, his kicking game was, was far from where it should be, but this is also where we come back to that 14. I personally think it makes it very tough when you don't have a nine that can kick. Mm. Your markers know straight away... We know who we need to get yeah. to. And, we and also, we ha- we're, like, we're, are we forgetting that two of the greatest minds in rugby league, in Billy Slater and Cameron Smith, would have been watching video after video on Nathan Cleary, and blokes were just shooting at the line of him, shooting at the line. And also, it's it's a big reason why Benny Hunt got selected at nine, because he, Smithy loved the fact that. No, I'm not saying Smithy selects a side. This is just Smithy loves the fact that Benny Hunt can kick out a hooker. And how and important was that kick that he did? Exactly. Yeah. And he came back on um, and, you know, Benny Hunt did that kick and I said, Smithy, your hands are all over that, mate. He didn't, he didn't confirm or deny, but he was like, love that shit. Love that and like, shit. There was, even, there was moments in that game where, you know, you've seen all the highlights of them putting pressure on Cleary. Mate, the moments where they didn't have pressure on him, Cleary mm. was in his own head. Mm. Cleary was like, I need to get this away. He was like, it's got to be yeah. coming from somewhere. But that's somewhere. what pressure does to that's you. That's what it does, when yeah. You're getting, when they're shooting out all game and then they don't shoot out, you're anticipating that they will shoot out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the, the chatterback theory is just insanity to me. You know, this is what his stats are. 135 metres run, two tackle breaks, a line break assist, 20 tackles, three miss, which is not bad, and 600 kick metres in an origin. And, mm-hmm. like, apparently it was the worst game of his whole his career. lost by six. Um, yeah, so, look, I think um, we'll talk about it quickly. Isaiah Yo not going off after that first tackle. I'm torn between this. Part of me is like, this is origin. When you, when you, when you sign up to play NRL or rugby league, or especially NRL, NRL and origin, you are agreeing that you're going to get head knocks uh, and you, it's going to affect you long-term. It's going to do that. So that part of me is like, I thought it was a great origin moment for Isaiah to come straight back and play a part in the game. But then the other part of me of like, well, the NRL has made this big huff and puff about head knocks, this, that, next thing, head highs. We've seen it totally change our game. Like our, the, the fabric of the game has been changed by HIA, HIAs and sin bins. And then a situation comes up where it is clear that he is concussed and he doesn't get taken off. And so that's where I think, I think, I think the game let Isaiah down there with the stance the game has taken. What, what do you guys think? I agree, mate. And I actually, where we were sitting, it was down there. I didn't even notice it when, mm. the, when I was out there. I didn't even realise. So did, did you realise when it happened? No, we're about two and a half kilometres. I had no idea it even occurred. Yeah, and then watching it back, I, I couldn't believe he stayed on. And I agree. I, I mean, it's got that origin aspect to it of... You know, you see the old tapes of Dallas Johnson stumbling around and just keep going. And I love that about Origin. But to put our game through what it's been through the last two years with these HIAs and changing the fabric of it, then we get to the biggest stage with the most eyeballs. We just ignore it. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't It was a good look, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, look, it doesn't come down to Isaiah Yo. It doesn't come down to the Blues doctors because every single one of them, the coaching staff, they're going, there's no way I'm coming off. I'm staying yeah. on. I'm a bit rattled, whatever. Like... That's why they brought in the independent doctor, wasn't yeah. it, for these reviews. So it's like, it's, even as the Blues team go, yeah, they've got this player welfare in mind. I know how important that is, but like it, Isaiah Yo is going, I'm fine. There's not a chance I'm coming off. This is origin. Yeah. But 
the whole reason the independent doctor was brought in was because of that. And for them to assess him and say he's good to go, it was like a double standards for Origin sort of thing. And, and I, I love the double standards of Origin to NRL where they officiate differently and, and there's more leniency on decisions mm. and it's tougher and quicker and all of that. But the one thing that we, we say week in, week out, that they've cracked down on, doesn't matter what level you play them, any grade, um, it's head knocks, head, head highs and, and looking after the players long term. Uh, couldn't believe it and he had to come off, but... If I'm Kurt Mann that got kicked in the dick a few weeks ago and got taken <laughs> off the field, I'd be fucking filthy. filthy. Oh, man. What do you reckon, Matty? Yeah, I was in road triple Z all out the back, but we, we were behind <laughs> the post. So we, my mate Daniel actually saw it and he's like, he's going off here. Like Cook had to literally hold him up. This may be wrong, but I'm going to say it. I think there was two instances, two instances in the game that were controversial. It was Yo not being taken off and it was Crichton not being sinbinned. Now... I didn't actually notice how bad the Crichton tackle was for the next day, but after looking at the replays, because it's Origin, I'm, I'm like, all right, penalty, yes. Yes, he got him just above the horizontal. It was pretty dangerous. Because it's Origin, I'm happy that's not a Simbin because, you know, like, it's Origin. Mm. But yo, like, concussed, that's absolute no-brainer for me. He should yeah. have been taken off the field immediately. The independent doctor should have seen it. Like, he was wobbling around. Cook had to hold him up. Like, we're doing him a disservice not taking him off the field. Yeah. And he could have come back on in 15 minutes. He probably wouldn't have, but he couldn't. I, so I'm happy with the Crichton one, but that Yo one, that was that was an absolute shocker, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I'm torn here because as a player, I, I would be like, nah, leave me out there. Fuck that. I'm mm. willing to sacrifice this for this moment. Um, and so, yeah, as I said, I'm really torn. The game has made a stance. They should stick by it, but at the same time, you know, Isaiah Yo, if he goes on to win the game. Like, for example, if we had this crackdown, Sam Burgess doesn't have his incredible grand final moment. And that's what I always, like, lean back to of, like, all of these historic moments. Hey, you, you look at Brad Fittler, 2002, yeah. when he got hit. Like, he would have gone off the field. The Warriors win their first grand final. Yeah. So, But, look, right. you, you can go off for 15 minutes, do the test, and then even then if they go, all right, mate, like, you're sweet. You're all good from there. But just to not even come off yeah, at all I know. It was, was the big one. I'm torn. I'm torn. I, look, <laughs> I, I know what the right answer is. That's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah. I know what the right answer is. The right answer is get him off the field. He's concussed. Um, the Crichton one was a really interesting one because it just it, it just floated by and no one really said anything about it. But if you're going to send off blokes, for especially like the, car, the Lawton one, mm. the... Naden one was wild yesterday. Mm. Holy shit. Was it yesterday or the day before? Day before. day before. That was wild. But like if you're going to send off Lawton for what he did, are you telling me that Crichton one isn't 10 minutes in the bin? If that's the standard that you've set? Yeah. But the, and, and this is probably where I'm happy for us to bend the rules a little bit. Mm. And maybe I'm biased. I'm a Blues fan, obviously. Munster yeah. was fucking fisting us. I'm happy to bend the <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to be honest with you, I, I felt a little bit sorry for Crichton in that moment. Yeah. I, I did the wrong thing, but... Fuck, someone needed to get up and hit Munster. Yeah, he was just taking the piss out of us. Mm. So I, I felt a little bit sorry for how that played out for Critter. In the NRL, yes, he would have gone for yeah. 10, but I'm sort of happy. And I'd like to think that if it was Queenslander doing that, I'd also be happy that they stay on yeah. the field for yeah. the sake of origin. I, and, yeah, to be clear, I'm not saying I wanted Crichton off. I'm just pointing out, you know, they, they talk a big game in the NRL, and fair enough, I really like that they're looking out for the player. But they got put under a little bit of pressure in Origin, and, and unfortunately, at least at least in one of the cases, I'm I'm with you, Matty. I can let the Crichton one go. No one got hurt. Like you, you know, just like skate past it. If Munster was one. injured, would have been Ooh. a very 
different conversation. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with you as well. I feel sorry for Crichton because like someone needed to do something because yeah. he was taking the absolute piss. Uh, but anyway, outside of that, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, I thought it was fast. I thought it was slowing. I know some New South Wales staff have kind of they kind of said that they felt Queensland were much better in the ruck. The implication is obviously we held down. I, I, I tend to disagree, man. Like, yes, we were good in the ruck, but we gave away four six against. You know, I, I, I didn't feel that the, the uh, Queensland were way worse in the ruck than New South Wales. Now, am I being biased? Let me know. No, I agree. I, I think it was pretty even. Did you feel Did you feel like Queensland were lying? Like, it was noticeable that Queensland were... Deploy, like deploying wrestle tactics to slow everything down. Oh, I didn't, and I think it's irrelevant because even if they were, they got away with it and the ref didn't call it, so it's like, good luck to and, them. And that's what shit me. You had some New South Wales, someone in the staff, someone came out and said, oh, next game we'll slow it down. It's like, if you felt like they were slowing it down and they were getting away with it, mm. that's but where you've got to adjust your fucking game. Mm. But also, Queensland earned that right by being better than us through the middle and being more dominant in tackles. And that's what yeah. people probably miss. It's like, well... If they get two to three blokes in the tackle and they win that contact and put you on your back, you earn the right to lay over the ruck. Yep. Uh, if you're and then in reverse, if you're charging through them, getting getting on your elbows and knees, and there's blokes falling off, you're rattled. Well, then they're not allowed to roll over you because mm. they don't have a dominant tackle. It's as simple mm. as that. And, and Queensland earned that right. Yeah. Look, maybe I'm biased, but I respectfully disagree. I, I did not, as in, does not disagree with you, but disagree with anyone that felt that Queensland were outrageously lying on the tackles or anything. I, I thought that it was the fuck. It was the fastest game that I can remember watching. And I've got a pretty short memory, though. But it was a, it was a fast-as-anything game. What do you reckon, Matty? I think if New South Wales want or need to bend the rules in game two, it, it needs to be not the ruck. It needs to be they need to put men in front of Cleary and protect him. Yeah, because blockers. Because they, like, Cleary had no time all night yeah. to do anything. Yeah. It, it, it was lacking, wasn't it? Like, mm. there, were, there was a lot of time the where... The rest may have said to them, though, if, you see block, if you're putting blockers in, we're going to fucking ping you. Yeah, okay. He did have Cleary early on. Yeah, that immense pressure on him all game. But there was one about 10 minutes in. He put up a bomb on the Queensland 40 and he had a stack of time off a quick play of the ball and it went about two metres deep in the in goal and Ponga caught it. And it was just, it happened. And again, not live because, again, you miss everything at ANZ Stadium, ACOR, mm. wherever you are. But watching on the replay, I was like, wow, from Nathan Cleary, yeah, this just not happened. Yeah, it's crazy. That, and, and I think like, you know, you can look at many reasons, but like, you know, Cleary kicking in there, getting a seven tackle set in Origin, like that's very rare. So, I thought it was a fantastic game. Can we do we do we all feel that way? It was a great game to watch. Yeah, it's a cracking game to watch. I I felt it was exactly what footy needs and Origin needed. You know, after last couple of years with you know shit going on and you know people fly, like having to do it all in Queensland, all that kind of stuff. I thought it's exactly what New South Wales and Sydney needed is is just a cracking game of footy where yes, New South Wales didn't get up, but I, a few heroes were born that night, in my opinion. Do you think that played a role in the result? I mean, New South Wales they've been in cruise control for the last year in mm. state of Origin. They haven't really had to play a game like that in mm. quite some time. Do you think that that played a role? Uh, to be honest, I, I I actually was I admired New South Wales grit and determination. Mm-hmm. Like I know that you've lost sixteen to ten, but I actually thought that last twenty minutes for you guys was very Queensland esque. Like you guys were doing try saving tackles where we were ten centimeters away. Like the one where Cobo throws the ball back in, mm-hmm. and then RCG front rower comes in, jams I think Gagai in the tackle, Gagai Holmes. Um, then there was the Benny Hunt one. Like there were a bunch of try saving tackles. We made a bunch of line breaks towards the end there and New South Wales hung in there. So I, I, I thought it wasn't that New South Wales played terribly. It was Billy Slater 
everything that they Billy Slater and his coaching staff just brought ourselves up to Freddie's level. Like you have your ex immortals like Freddie, uh, sorry, like Joey. You've got Freddie. You've got Greg Alexander. You've got them. Now we've got our guys in there as well, and it's kind of like an even playing field now. Of like we've got ex legends coaching the boys. Go at it. Um, now on to on to actually stores to grab a case of bloke in a bar. Cronus Liquor Jeringong, Page Bottler in ACT, Camperdown <laughs> Cellars in Bronte and Darlinghurst, Charlie's Liquor Barns in all of the Charlie Liquor Barn stores, Super Cellars Werribee in Victoria, Blacksland Cellars. Blacksland's been around since day dot. Make sure to get there. Blacksland Cellars, Yoronga Cellars, Reef Gateway Early Beach, Club Hotel Roma, Harry Brown's Booville, Spa Mascot, Helene Supermarket, Burwood. Turn up for family, mates, in a good time. The beer for blokes that turn up, guys. Make sure to grab a, a case of bloke in a bar. Also, bloke Midi is in all liquor legends, or will be slowly filtering out into all liquor legends across uh, Victoria, New South Wales, ACT, and Queensland. Uh, be slowly filtering out over the next week or two. So go into your local liquor legends or go to liquor legends site, liquorlegends.com.au, and there's a store locator because like not all liquor legends have the liquor legends banner as a store. They might be, you know. Kevin's Liquor Store or something like that, but they're under Liquor Legends. So go to the site, liquorlegends.com.au, you, you type in your, your area code, it'll show you the nearest store. Go and ask them, hey, you're ordering Bloke Midi or can you order Bloke Midi in? And they should be able to order Bloke Midi in. And I tell you what, it's an absolutely beautiful mid-strength. Beautiful mid-strength. How good's the can too? Just Mate, yeah, sick. It's, it's, honestly, I'm, I'm torn. I kind of feel like it might be better than... <laughs> I was just about to say. I'm yeah, honestly torn. Even, even the taste of the beer, I'm torn that the mini might be a little bit better. I honestly don't know what the better one is. And that's not even... That's just a bloke talking about beer because it's fucking beautiful. Anyway. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 